That's got me, man. I don't got no control over it, man. I try to kick, man. That shit just be calling me, man. Be calling me, man. I just gotta go to it. I need help, man. I don't got no control over it, man. I try to kick, man. That shit just be calling me, man. Be calling me, man. I just gotta go to it. I don't got no control over it, man. I try to kick, man. I've been thinking. You think Bruno Mars next album just gonna be like B2K covers? At this point, it should be because Raz B right now is trying to run fades with people that was associated with B2K. That makes sense. I mean, like, you know, and they got to get paid somehow. Like, Bruno Mars might do a whole, like, Lemonade series, and every music video is just a different uh, segment of You Got Served. Yo, we got done. He's done the little 60 style, <clears throat> 70 style. The new 80s. At this point, maybe he might bring Dove step back. Maybe. Or he's just going to do, B- I think he's just going to do B2K and Justified. Maybe some Nivea songs. Okay, so if he does that, does he get Jagged Edge to sing Don't Mess With My Woman or Man, whatever his preference is? Yeah. No, he don't get Jagged Edge. You know Bruno, he like his own spotlight. Yo, that would actually be fire. A Bruno Mars and Jagged Edge collaboration song. It wouldn't be bad. But I'm calling it now. I'm calling it now. My bet is Bruno Mars' next album is just a B2K album. Like, he, the single is just going to be bump, bump, bump. When you mean bump, 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 you mean his style of bump, 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 or dance, bump, bump, bump? Both. Yeah, because usually when you bump, bump, bump his style, then yeah, yeah. you yeah, dance. He be doing that super caffeine. Yeah, he be no, doing that super caffeine. Yeah, that booger sugar. Um, the ones the presidents used to be like, as Eddie Griffin said. Yeah, one Don Jr. be on half the time. I have never seen someone show up more coked out all the time. His nose just be so damn stopped up. He can't close his mouth. He breathing all extra hard. Have you seen the one Utah coach being called Quinn Snyder? Yeah, he looked like a James Bond villain, though. Okay, so you understand because his eyes be always glossy. Yeah. Always. Yeah. Like, I'm like, my nigga, you, you studying plays that much, you can't get no sleep? You might need to quit. Yeah, I don't, I don't think your regimen, whatever you're doing, is working. If you not off the, you know what I mean? But no, he definitely off that. Where you getting it from? Utah is the biggest question I got. Oh, the Mormons is wild. The Mormons are wild. It's a whole bunch of people who have been through, who have told stories about going to Utah and Salt Lake City and saying it is the wildest night in their life. I mean, the Mormons are some religious freaks, so they're the ones that be doing all the crazy shit. Yeah, man, all that repression. The only thing, I didn't know what a Mormon was until a South Park episode. 
That's fair. I had no clue you could have 20 wads. But then at the same time, I got just like a, a foreman. Yeah, man. You got to dress like you uh, you serve lemonade at the golf place. Like imagine having a short, a short sleeve crew tie, crew neck tie shirt, whatever, and then you yeah. start going to the club and be like, I want you to be one of my wives. You got to you got to dress like Steve Kerr. His suits be too fire. I can't even hold you. His suits. Be no, no, no. I'm, I'm not talking about. I'm not talking about game time, Steve Kerr. I'm talking about casual Steve Kerr. When he was oh, sitting there in the Last Dance documentary oh, with I the shorts. Coach and Steve Kerr when the suits be tailored. No, no, no. That's fine. I appreciate that too because I can't stand to see a, a person with money with baggy sleeves. I hate it. I hate it so much. Steve Harvey, letting you know what's up. I know, but that's on purpose. That's tailored. Big ass suits tailored. Yeah, I don't know what like what. <laughs> what how the much, heck? How much extra money is he spending on fabric? Like, god damn, like he just buy the whole roll and like, yeah, 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 make a suit out of this. And if they come back with some fabric left over, he's like, nigga, what? No, make the suit over again. Use all of that. Yo, imagine his bed is just made out of all the material that they took off them extra big ass suits. Suits. Or if it's just if it's just his old suit blazers re-sewn together. That's that's fire. You're gonna be hot as a motherfucker, but that sounds yeah. Fire. Like it's gonna be cold as shit, but you're gonna be kicking that blanket off. And then they just have it like glazed in gold for some reason, even though I've never seen him wear jewelry. Yeah. Or what if his blankets is like his face with the big ass mustache and the hair piece? It's Mr. Hightower, like yeah, oh, just like for unnecessary reasons, like just paved in diamonds or something like that. Like why? Why you got a diamond blanket of your old blazers? That sounds like something he'll definitely do. I want to know, know who his shoes are. We never we talk about the suits. Where are the shoes? I mean, I don't even know, dude. I don't. I've never looked at Steve Harvey's shoes. He got them in a trophy collection, like Jordans. Like he probably got like, them like autograph. He self-autographed and put them in the closet. Steve Harvey could be out here wearing like non-slip work shoes that people in fast food wear. I wouldn't know because the suit is so loud and big that it just drape over it. This nigga said he wearing Reebok, Reebok soldiers like he juvenile. Yeah, it looked like it was just like yo. Why do you have the same amount of fabric that those wizards be having in Harry Potter when they wear their robes? Yo, what if his robes like? His walk around robes is made out of like all the old jackets. Yeah, or like the old handkerchiefs or something. This nigga think he Rapunzel with his clothes. This nigga walk around thinking he Dumbledore. Just doubling down on it, Gandalf the the suit, Gandalf the suit. Yeah. Survey says, eh, your, big ass suit. What's your favorite Tyler creator uh, phrase? Uh, I was about to say something else, but fuck Steve Harvey. <laughs> yeah, I appreciate it. We spent the first seven minutes just making fun of Steve Harvey like that. I mean, we talked about Bruno Mars, but I appreciate Steve Harvey slander at all times. Mm-hmm. It's just funny. Um, nah, man. So, welcome back. I don't know what episode this is. Like it, thirty. 30 okay. Um, 
It's a big one. Happy New Year to y'all. Happy New Year. Uh, your man is back, fully uh, healthy again. Had COVID last month, end of, end of 2020. That's a hell of a way to go out. Started it off getting married, ended it, you know, with pneumonia. That's not a fun what? That's not a fun ending. But uh, we back, and it's Royal, it's Royal Rumble season, baby. But before we get to that, you know, it's the big news of the day. You can't ignore it. Vince got himself another billion dollar bag. You know, he got his vitamin water money twice. You know, uh, WWE Network is done. You are now a Peacock subscriber. And so all that stuff that was on WWE Network, all that stuff, I think that's coming to the WWE Network, which I think they totaled like 17,000 hours, which I didn't realize is 17,000 hours worth of WWE, WCW, ECW, Progress, NXT material. Mm-hmm. But... Yeah, all of that's on Peacock, which I hope Universal's servers can handle that because I'll be damned if I watch uh, the Royal Rumble and that shit crash or WrestleMania and that shit crash the way ESPN Plus crashed this weekend for the McGregor fight. (laughs) And people paid like $30 for it. Yeah, I saw some people that paid for it and ended up having to bootleg it because the bootleg stream was working fine. That's why you always bootleg, kids. Yeah. Put on the eye patch. Anyways. Um, now. Nah. Eyes your IP. Yeah, so everybody's big enough Vince for getting the, the billion-dollar deal. The cool thing I've seen so far is I know Peacock has the $5.99 tier and the $9.99 tier, and the $9.99 one is no commercials. However, from what I am told, that I saw on um, Twitter and some reporters are saying that if you have the WWE network, you will be grandfathered in to um, the Peacock network. And I think they won't charge you nine 99. I think they'll charge you five 99 for a while. And then, uh, but either way you get the pay-per-view at both tiers with no, no ads to which, there's no reason to get the 999 one at that point. Also, I think uh apparently if you have Xfinity, you get the Peacock network for free. Yeah, I don't have Xfinity. I, I have the phone service, so I need to look into that. Yeah. You do that. Because you've already got a new channel. Yeah, but for five ninety nine for the network itself, and then I get to watch everybody hates Chris and King of Queens, that's worth it. Yeah. That's absolutely worth it. And I think they got Bob Ross over there. That's a nice thing to unwind to. The joy of painting. But nah, people's playlists and like cues is going to be nasty. Like it's going to be someone watching like, you know, the best of Dateline. And you're going to turn around and watch Total Bella season three. Like it's going to be weird playlists. Sounds like a fun Sunday morning. White wine. I mean, the total bell. Oh, the dateline part, maybe. The total bellas part, I feel like that you got to watch that while you're drinking the wine. Because you can get catty with the total bellas and the total diva stuff. And not dateline. I'm usually catty when I watch dateline. 
The caddy when you watch Dateline? Yeah. That's fair. That's fair. It's, it's some thrilling stuff. It's some sassy shit on here. The country is going to hell. Mm-hmm. That's what he said for 30 more minutes. <laughs> and then his drum roll just comes out. Yeah. Like, that has to be a great job, though. Because all you do is basically just kick it to other reporters. That's all Brian Gumbel's been doing for the past 30 years. Like, yeah. here's something to do. He'll cut the yeah. promo, and then he'll just switch, and he'll ask his mans what you think, and they'll they be moving that ball more than the Spurs offense. Yeah, like, they be, it's just his brother. I'm just like, yo. Yo. But, um, nah, man, it's, um, I think it's a good deal for WWE. Only thing that's been weirding me out is people calling Vince a genius. <laughs> for getting money? I was like, I mean, F that. Don't tell me the nigga who tried the XFL twice is a genius. We saw that thing fail in two different decades. What if he was a genius the second time because The Rock bought it? The Rock bought it as a friend to Vince. That's a tax write-off for The Rock. That might be a money laundering scheme for him. Or Vince. Well, I mean, Vince was trying to make it a money laundering scheme, but he it never worked. The Rock got the Titan games. He might just take the people from the Titan games and put them in the XFL. That might be the XFL combine. That might be fired, too. Yeah, because Titans, I mean, I know COVID happened, but they didn't say anything about it coming back or if it was canceled or not. It's American. It's American Gladiators. It's coming back, but even then, they COVID happened. They were just like, "We'll we'll let y'all know." Yeah, but nah. Um, yeah, that's the only thing. It's like you can say Vince made good business deals without making that man a genius. Like we don't. Like, yo. That man has been eating with Universal for the past 30 years. That's where Monday Night Raw showed up. Yep. So what do you think? Universal not going to sit up? They Peacock needs content. Mm-hmm. Right now, they're just hoping that everybody who watches The Friends and The Office will give everything else a chance. Oh, yeah, all the uh, Office fans are going crazy right now. Yeah. Or like, you know, the Harry Potter stuff or whatever. But that's really it. I mean, like, yeah, you got the Law and Order stuff. You got Chicago Hope and Fire, the Chicago shows. But um, wait, do yeah, they, they show were... the uh, soaps on there? I think they might have like all my children and stuff like that. Oh, turn up. Okay, yeah, I'm about to subscribe tonight. Yeah. Um, I think I know they got Passions because I think Passions was NBC. Yeah, it was because NBC. Had one life to live, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Because ABC had uh, General Hospital and all them other shows. Yeah. And I think. uh, Oh, that's it. My grandmother used to have me watching soap operas. Oh, no, no. Yeah. Absolutely. And they got Prices Right episodes, but I think that's CBS. Never mind. Yeah, CBS. But still. Because I want to. I was gonna go into some archives of the prices right. You already know how I be with uh with numbers. I'd be like, yeah. man, I, I go to nineteen seventy-five, I would have been a genius. That's what I need yeah. to get back to the future for. Let me go to the prices right. 
One dollar, Bob. That washing machine, two thousand dollars. Actual retail price, two thousand and one dollar. You're gonna have white people on the show. Like, how did this nigga know that? Y'all jive turkeys ain't got the science. That's why. Yeah. Secret mathematics, sacred geometry, and all that. I don't know what I'm talking about. Hey, Bob, you know uh, a man by the name of Drew Carey is gonna replace you in like 20 years, right? Drew who? Drew you Carey. talking about Drew Howe from Boot Camp Click? <laughs> I don't think Bob Barker has ever heard a Boot Camp Click song. Oh, no. He absolutely has not. He, I don't it, even he, think he knows who Drew Carey is. He's like, who is this motherfucker on my show? Who is this white dude with the, the fucking Leave it to Beaver haircut? What is... Is that the dude that used to be big? Yeah. Is that the, what, is that the little kid from... From uh, All in the Family? Life with Louie? You Louie Anderson? Wait, wasn't Louie Anderson on that show for real? No. I don't know. I never watched that. I'm tripping. Yeah. Which, you know, got taken over by Steve Harvey, which once again, Steve Harvey slander. Love it. I got to look up later on what Louie Anderson is doing right now. Uh, he on that show with Zach Galifianakis. Show is that? Uh, it's a weird show, but that's funny. Oh, the uh, is it FX show? Yeah. Oh, I know what you're talking about. Damn, man, I was about to say Louis still alive, but I'm. Nah, he doing his thing, man. He doing his damn thing. I wasn't on Fight for Life for Louis, but that's another topic for another day. Yeah, that should be on um, Disney Plus soon, hopefully. Oh, so too. I hear that damn intro song in my head right now, which is crazy. Fly for Louie, Louie. That man, uh, reverb going on. Yeah, man. All right, so you want to talk about... All right. It's funny that just The Undertaker was on Joe Rogan because I've never met... Like it's like the Venn diagram, like MAGA taker versus Joe. I'm gonna try and be intellectual about all lives matter. Rogan, no, that's not about right. You got a Boston dude, you got a dude from Texas on the show. Yeah, yeah, the Boston, the Texas of the Northeast, and the Boston of the South. There you go. So yeah. I knew, and it's, these are two guys that like are supposed to be. Now you're a man, a man, man, man type people yeah. uh, that really like to talk about guns. But you got uh, me, Mark, who I don't think, you know, does anything but drink whiskey or whatever racist uh, juicy drinks. I don't know. That that was the thing that surprised me is that everyone was surprised that The Undertaker was probably MAGA leaning. And I was like, what? That man's from Texas. If there's any indication now, anyway, yeah, like unless, like me and my brother was talking about that. Unless a white person come out and clearly makes it known that he not MAGA or QAnon person, you just gotta assume that they MAGA or QAnon. But being that he came up in wrestling in the late '80s or or mid '80s. Being from Texas, looking how he looked, 
being from where he's from, it's a 98% probability rate that he's going to be racist. Yeah. Like, oh my God, I lost Taker this year. Why? Because he was racist? He was, he was racist all them other years, too. Wait, did they not see the shirts last year during his documentary? Am I missing something? I have no clue. He had the Blue Lives Matter shirt right there. It's you know people don't even... Texas. It's blue. It's black. Look, it got the stripe on the flag. He got, he's talked about his gun. He was on a live during the quarantine talking about guns with some other Blue Lives Matter guys. Some yeah. Cowboys. It was right there. You can Google it. Go on YouTube right now. Yeah. I'm saying that because he did an interview with Snoop. Anybody get around Snoop and try to say, yeah, we should be peaceful together because it's Snoop and he brings peace and everybody loves Snoop. And that's just motherfuckers with money. Like, don't let, let's, let's, let's not sit here and pretend like, oh my God, you know, you kick it with Snoop. You can't be racist, man. I'm pretty sure you can find pictures of Trump and Snoop kicking it. Multiple pictures, actually. Yeah. Well, kicking out it? here with a lot of rappers. Everybody said that. Yeah. That's why I was like, I mean, what? But uh, nah, the main, let's get to the crux of what he was saying. Cause I just, I mean, just him going on Joe Rogan alone is funny because the one thing I wanted to know was how long was Undertaker going to get before like, look, we got to wrap this up. I'm trying to go home. Cause Joe Rogan will have you there for 17 hours. Easily. The thing is they probably, you know what it started off with? They probably had a phone call. Talking about, you know, killing deers and eating elk meat because Joe Rogan is apparently big into that. And then it went from that to come on the show. All right. All right, I come on the show. That's a horrible accent, but that's how all Southern sound to me. I'm sorry. So, that's fair. I mean, it's uh, not fair, but it's okay. No, it's fair. We spoke away from LA. So, uh, so it, it probably went from that to him coming on the show. How long is the show? How long is it actually? That episode? Uh, let me look it up because I can't. That's the shortest ever. Because I you looked it up. No, I'm see. just saying because usually every the Kanye episode was like fucking four hours. I'm not trying to listen to Kanye talk for ten minutes. I didn't even listen, bro. I didn't even get the cliff notes. You know how it'd be like clips of it on YouTube. I didn't even listen to that. Yeah. Let me Neither see. I did with the other like my my algorithms. Don't really, you know, show it was it was under three hours. That's not about right because Taker probably got bored. Yeah, he ain't got nothing to do. So he was probably just like, you know what? I'll talk a little bit. But once it got to almost that three hour mark, he was probably like, yo, um, I'm trying to just go home and sit. I can't talk to Joe Rogan sober. What are we going to talk about? Yeah. Now, me, I'm going to Joe Rogan's show because I'm just going to be being me. I'm going to start asking some insane questions. Yeah. But nah, um, I just thought, like, the crux of what everybody's talking about, and there might have been more interesting clips. Like, okay, so the one everyone's talking about is they asked him, does he watch the product anymore? And he says he does, but he doesn't really enjoy it because... It's too much pretty and not enough grit or whatever. Or edginess or whatever. My nigga, you 
We're talking about one direct person probably at this point. I think, well, this is the thing, like, because I first, I know we first talked about it and we thought it was, uh, he was talking about the women's workers. And I don't think he is because his wife was a women's worker. And his wife but was good. At the same time, you know, a lot of people like him tend to be contradictive to what they say. If it ain't my wife, then, you know, nobody else matters. Yeah, but Michelle McCool not about to sit up here and let you, like, slander Bianca Belair. No, she'd be I out, agree with that. She'd be out on IG riding for her. No, um, I, I definitely agree with that, you know. But um, the main thing I was, I'll say is, so the more, the, the clip that, or the, I read it, I didn't hear it, but the transcript that I saw that gave more context to that was, he was talking about something about being in the locker room back in the day. And he was like, you know, there will be drugs and guns and knives in there. And he's like, you know, it felt real manly. And he's like, now they out there playing video games and shit. And I was like. I'd rather play video games to keep my health up. And it's a different time, bro. Like, they are age. Like, wait, you mad about Street Fighter? That's you rather have. Trying- you rather have cocaine in the locker room than Street Fighter, is what you're saying. That's how you know he trash. And I know you saying that in metaphorical sense, but anytime people say they, they don't like video games, I'm like, okay, nigga, you never ran a fade on Ultimate Mortal Kombat 3. That's all you're saying. Yes. Yes. You didn't even know how to use that turbo button to get them combos off. Nope. Nope. You, can, you didn't learn how to program your own moves, so once you just push one button and then it just fuck people up. You didn't know that. You didn't know Especially that. that bro. Damn, you taking us back. Yeah, when I found out to that, I said it's up. Yeah, you don't you didn't have to fight Jackson Kung Lyle on the same on a two or for one. Right. Shit was you annoying. went to the tournament part. You went to the one on the far left. You didn't go all the way to the end. Yeah. You gotta fight everybody before you get up to uh my buddy. What's his name with the skull mask on? Oh, Shao Kahn? Yeah, because remember you for uh, Mutaro, and then you go to Shao Kahn. Yeah. God damn, we old. <laughs> I'm like, I remember that shit. Yeah. Yeah. But no, it, it goes, see, you see how we talking about that? How all yeah. the people take you from where you from going to have a good, wholesome conversation about that, about drugs. Like, bro, unless y'all some psychopaths. I know a lot of y'all, you know, come from yeah, not the good boxes. Y'all come from like Alabama, like Kentucky, bruh. Places most like of the people, most of the people you shared the locker room with are dead because of the stuff they were doing. Right, and it's the combination of uh, steak and racism. Yeah, that's another thing. I always say racism will shorten your life and it will deteriorate you. Or if it doesn't shorten your lifespan it definitely deteriorates you physically because there's a lot of people that look you know they about 50 60 years old look like they about a hundred that's what i'm saying n-word too much yeah i keep reminding people alex jones is not even 50 yet that's crazy when you told me that you was like oh he only 44 i said what yeah this nigga the same age as the rock like bro i'm like wait i thought he was like at least 55 Nope. Aging like an old egg, bro. Yeah. Hey, that's 
That's what I thought would happen first. I thought Taker would be on the Alex Jones show. Oh, it's coming. It's oh, coming. No, he- episode eight, they about to get him out of here. He gonna say it, bro. I think this is when Taker says the word. Nah, I don't think so. You don't think so? Uh, Alex Jones gonna put that battery in his back. He already looked like uh, Percy. He already looked. <laughs> he already looked like Paul Bear. That's true. He gonna say something. He gonna. What you think about these left wings? Well, these this we have to wow. pause for station identification Alex Jones said the left wing and the political party oh no you know what I take that back it's going to be like it's going to be like the hot 97 freestyles when they yeah. had state property here and then when they had good music and Pusha T was going crazy it's going to be like that because as soon as he hear that Taker going to get up to the mic start going crazy on it Free, no, you didn't. Yes, I did. Right. <laughs> nah. Um, say when on the fun flex freestyle, say when. But my main thing is like if you have a problem with that, go talk to Vince. Because Vince the one that's pushing this. The Vince is the image man. Vince is the reason, you know, you ain't got uh certain people winning the title because they don't fit the image. And it's been that way since you was there, bro. Yes. Like Warrior Hogan, they who, who else am I missing? In the eighties, uh, Savage. I like, mean, yeah, am I missing something like Flair? But even though he didn't want to put the belt on Flair, he kind of had no choice because yeah. you know what I mean. He, Flair, he treated Flair like. Like Flair was a jabroni, like bro, who is you? Like nigga, I was running the South and NWA. So, but still, it's based on what you're saying. It's a look that comes with it because it's marketable. Yes, it's, it's a reason why we still talk about other than Mick Foley. I mean, obviously, we we talk about Mick, but in a certain sense. But it's a reason why the Stone Colds, the Rocks, or the Shawn Michaels are who they are today because they had a certain look back then that was able to carry over to put over the company to Bray Hart's as well that carried over the company not just because of their promotion style but overall it, it is a look it's appealing to the eye not for me and you per se but for no even people. even for us like they wanted us to look like that they wanted us to act like that they wanted us to embody that like the Rock coming out with the $500 shirts was just as much for me and you as the ladies who went crazy for him. You know, Lex Luger showing his physique and Rick Rue showing his physique was so like, oh, I want to be as ripped as that dude. It wasn't always necessarily like a sexual attraction. Like even but even when they had the women and they're doing the bra and panty stuff, that was for our sexual attraction and even some women's sexual attraction, but also just for women to be like, yo, I need to get my body like that. That's. You know what? I never thought about it, but it's facts. I think people just think off the back the reason why they have these guys, or you got to be a certain weight in pro wrestling is because, you know, it's for the physical aspect of what you're doing in the ring, and more so it's not. It's just a look to inspire you. And it, it helps. Like, you know, it's an American thing to have muscles, be cut up, be in shape. And then if you want to be realistic wise, what he's saying isn't true because the past couple of champions 
aren't like fucking body. I wouldn't say like you know what I mean like look like toys. Like Brock yeah. Lesnar champion. Brock Lesnar swole. Brock Lesnar ain't out here looking like Mister America. No, you know I mean face face wise too. You know what I mean. I'm just how grown man look, but it's right there. No, then, it's true. And then other than Roman Reigns, it's like Roman Reigns and Seth. It's like everybody else kind of look like some rough ass looking people. Yeah, like, but yeah, I, saying, I think my fault. My fault to cut you off. So a lot of people were saying because Drew said something about it today, apparently. But a lot of people thought he was talking about Roman Reigns when he said that, and it's like he could have said that years ago if it is yeah, about but, him. But he probably wait till he retired. I mean, if you think Roman Reigns is a pretty boy, he is. Like, and it, why would you hate? Because the thing is, too, he can't be talking about him. Hopefully not. Because now he's being petty. You sound like a hater. But my main thing is, like, if you're talking about him, first of all, you put him over. You didn't have to put him over. Well, there's that. But, yo, I'm I'm sorry to cut you off. But I think the most important thing is, yo, you supposedly bang with his uncles and his, uh, his grandpas and all that. And you over here sitting talking trash. If you're talking trash about him, they're going to come see you. Yeah, I mean, I, I, that's what I'm saying. It's too, it's too logistical wise, unwise for him to say anything like that about him. Because it's like, bro, like you know, you cool with his people. You was cool with Yokozuna. I get you may be cool with the Rock. I don't know, but you still got you was cool with Rikishi, which is his uh cousin, like yeah. blood. And then you got the, the Wild Samoans. So it's like, yeah. No, wait, wait, wait. Rikishi's uncle, right? Because the Wild Samoans and uh, Rikishi are a brother. Yeah, and the Usos is, that's Rikishi's uh, dad. Yeah, so that's his first cousins. They all grew up together. Yeah, so one of the things where it's like, bro, you definitely not talking about him. And then it's like, bro, you see what he's doing for pro wrestling as a whole right now? Yeah, like he showed up and he immediately, like, Remember, I kept telling you SmackDown won't be good until Roman shows up and restores order like Thanos. SmackDown ain't really been a terrible show since since he's come back. No, like, it's been... when he came back, he came back and took it to another level. Yeah, like I don't think he's talking about him. And the thing is, I don't really care who he's talking about. It's just one of those things where it's just like, what what is this accomplishing, like? Okay, you don't like the new school because it's the new school and you know, oh, they don't they not out here bring like it's black workers there. You really think they about to bring some guns to the goddamn arena? They wouldn't make it into the I mean, obviously now because they have one location, but prior to that they wouldn't even make it. Yeah, because the first thing you would say is if they showed up with a gun, you'd be like, Oh, they fucking stupid for carrying a gun to the like what dumb like no, no, and, and I know what you. I know what he's saying. Like he don't want them carrying guns or drugs, but he just wants that feeling of, of toughness. I mean, we from L.A. The toughest dudes that was doing all that, act like some of the people in the locker room. Yes, like it's just. 
I don't know. That's just some some machismo shit. It's, it's, some, it's some American Southern white man bullshit. Let, let me yeah. let me phrase that. This is Banks No Rest Two saying it. Like I always say on these shows when I'm speaking for me and not my co-host. That's some American macho white man bullshit to say guns, drugs, and all that shit. You're saying you saying shit that you would do that you can get away with if it was somebody of the opposite race that did that. They get locked up. And then once again, these dudes not from that era. They feel like they don't have to defend themselves or prove anything. Well, not just that. Like, yo, man, if anything, WWE now, like even Vince sees this as like something that transcends. So one thing I will like, um, one thing I will, you know, give to, to, to these guys is they understand like, Yo, not necessarily because of The Rock, because it's happened before him, but this can parlay into other things that doesn't necessarily have to be movie star stuff. Like, you see Woods out here, he got to host G4, and he's getting hosting duties. Like, he might go on to be, you know, a TV show host. That man could go on one day to be the new host of Wheel of Fortune after his career is over. Mm-hmm. We don't know. But, you know, other people, like you saw, uh, like people like Paige and... um so Selena Vega, they got so popular that they were able to parlay their fame to be like, you know, online personalities making money on Twitch and through other vent, through other ventures, the Bellas, all these different things. So yeah, it's a different business than what he came up with because this is this is what Vince is doing now. Vince is a TV deal. I mean, this happened prior to the TV deal, but after the TV deal. He probably would have had to think about this a little bit more, because it's not yeah. just, you know, when they got a TV deal, it was something like, oh shit, like when WWE got one, WCW got one, when they went to uh, TBS before they went to TNT, if I'm not mistaken, when Jim Crockett still held uh, WCW, it was kind of like, all right, this is something big. Then WWE got it with USA Network, so, and then. From that, they just kept going up to different levels. So, if he if this happens after the Peacock deal, he might have reneged a little bit or rephrased what he said. But apparently not. You know what I mean? Just look ignorant in that way. And at the same time, going back to what you said, what he said, it's like fam. A lot of these people don't feel like they being threatened. Why yeah. would they need guns and drugs and all that? Like they got families. And the difference between them and you is they're making more money than your era and they actually get to be with their families. So they're not yeah. on the road 360 days. They especially now, they just go to one location. They all stay in Florida and they can do other things. Well, there's there's that. And I think the other thing that's a big thing is um it creates more locker room camaraderie. Like you you don't want to run around with a bunch of like you know not that then none of these guys are now are like testosterone craze but you don't want to around a bunch of dudes like thumping their chest at all times that's just a that's not a fun environment it's like going to the club and it's nothing but dudes in there you just leave not just because you know you're trying to get some girls but you know it's a fight that's gonna happen you know someone gonna try and do something and someone gonna look at someone the wrong way and something bad could happen like you don't want that. 
you want a nice environment. You want to come like all those dudes are competitive. All those dudes are still competing for the number one spot. But they don't take it personal with each other now. They just look at it as like, oh, okay, I got to go harder. Because if you want to keep it a buck, like a lot of those guys that he's talking about are veterans. Like a lot of them, not even the ones around our age, but you got Cesaro, I think, down there pushing 40. You got Shinsuke almost pushing 40. You got the Miz. Yeah, these are people that's John Morrison. You got people that's pushing 40 that was there years ago, still there. And they were doing that. Like, if you were talking about the 90s, they wasn't doing that in the 90s. But I just named you two dudes that's that's been there since, like, what, the mid-2000s, late-2000s? Well, they was talking about, like, The Rock used to say, like, when he goes, like, it was some guys, like, Kane and them was playing, like, Madden and stuff. Yeah. So it was like Sheldon Benjamin and the Big Show and them would be playing, like, you know, basketball or soccer or something. That's what I'm saying. So he might be talking about, like, the 90s, the early 90s. That, Maybe. That's, that's all he could be saying is because – if he's saying the past 20 years, yeah, Sean Benjamin and all them have been part of WWE for about 20 years now. Uh, Sean came in, damn, 99, so 20, 22 years ago? Yeah. So it's like, that's what I'm saying. I've heard those stories before, so it's like, I guess he, and the thing is with him, what makes you a legend, you saw the gradual change. So you got to see in your eyes, I guess, the, the best to worst world, but for people to have common sense and not, you know, demonstrative in our ways, you get to see, or not even in our ways, you get to see, you know, the bad to the good to the great where it is now. Yeah. But, I mean, that thing, like, but, like, my main thing is, like, if you really have that problem, that's a locker room that Vince facilitates. That's a locker room that Vince is okay with. And it's OGs up there like Triple H and Randy Orton who have seen the locker rooms you've talked about and is like, nah, this ain't this ain't the way. It's dude, it was dudes like Pat Patterson, rest in peace, and Finley when he was there, and Arn who saw those locker rooms and was like, yeah, okay, that's fine. Like they go out and they do what they're supposed to do. Right. If you ask Shinsuke, he's probably having funner in this locker room than he was in Japan because they're a little crazy over there as well. But not in that way where guns and drugs and all that. No, not necessarily that. But, um, yeah, it's – it's when I saw that, like, all I could do was laugh because I was like, what are we really supposed to do here? Are we supposed to take The Undertaker seriously about, like, locker room leader? Like, when you was a locker room leader – JBL was bullying wrestlers. He was bullying the Miz. He was supposedly threatening uh, to rape dudes in the shower. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, there was people like JBL once again, but um, and others who was like poking holes in the women's uh, in the walls to look at the women when they shower. And you was mm-hmm. cool with it. You let it ride. Once again, that's the old white man southern shit right there. It's like it's, okay, it's all it's all right to be you know, grotesque towards women. Yeah. That makes you a man. Okay. But I can't play a motherfucking video. I can't play Mario Kart. I hate that. I'm going to go ahead and play this Mario Kart. Don't be less of a man. 
Yeah, it like it's just not that serious. But I mean, from one trash talk to another trash talk, did you listen to Tamatonga go off about Bullet Club West? You sent that to me a week ago. I still haven't listened to it. Man. So just to clear up some stuff, like, okay, first off on Thomas Island, a, a little, like a few more months after this, like about April or May of last year, he was talking about, like he was talking about the Bullet Club eras. He was talking about, you know, Bullet Club starting. He was talking about, you know, the Phenomenal era. He talked about the Switchblade era. But the one everybody wanted him to do was the Elite era. He did the Elite era. And basically his thing about the elite era was, I think in some ways, he doesn't feel at fault for it, but he kind of recognizes, like, I kind of allowed it to happen. And one of the main reasons was that was the first time he had, like, a steady contract, so he wasn't really tripping like that because he was like, yo, I'm good. But the main thing is, like, you know, Omega, the Bucks, Cody, Page, Marty Skrull, they all came in. They was basically clicked up. I don't know if you can see it, but I got it queued up right now. Did he just yeah. start this? Uh, he was basically saying when Omega became the new guy, like he didn't know that was going to be the guy, but he was cool with it. Like and he was like, none of them were bad workers. They're all really, really good. It's just they use the Bullet Club to get their themselves off, mm-hmm. like like to get their own name up and to get their own thing off to the point where like, he was like, yo, y'all fucked up what we was going for. We was like these bad guys. We was this crew. We was this, 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 you know, we was good fellas. We was a gang when we, sh- we showed up, we fucked shit up. We were the bad guys. It was supposed to be new Japan versus bullet club. And then y'all come in and now y'all these tweeners where y'all get like, you know, y'all, y'all doing these heinous tactics and y'all getting cheers for it. Like, He's basically saying like Ring of Honor, I mean, New Japan should have stopped it when they was over in Ring of Honor doing stuff like that. When Paige was out there like lynching people at the beginning. And even the dude he does the uh, the podcast with was like, yeah, it was it was uncomfortable because the first people he was lynching was like, you know, um, I think it was uh, someone who was like uh, a Latin wrestler. I forget his name. And it was like people like Jay Lethal and the crowd was cheering for it. And he was like, this is. This is, uh, and it's like, it sounds like Paige and Ring of Honor recognize it because they stopped doing it. Uh, hold on. I got to hit the Dr. Umar on that. I beg your pardon. Yeah, man. I beg your pardon. That's... Who got yeah. lynched? Yeah. They, they was doing what to who? That's, that was what Paige was doing when he was first coming to Ring of Honor. Because Because Tamatanga was like, look, they was doing that over there. When Kenny came back to... Over here, he was with us, and he had to be this heel, this nasty, evil heel with us. He's like, but then the Bucks came over. Then Paige came over. Then Adam Cole came over. Then Cody came over. And my favorite thing he said about Cody was just like, look, when Cody came, I didn't see what the big fuss was about him. Like, I didn't get it, why everyone thought this dude was that type of good. But um, I'm looking for the clip. I can't even find the clip. Nah. I, I need to see this anyway. Nah. But after that, so to the stuff he saw this year, he's like, you guys are desperate. He's like, you guys are desperate. Mm-hmm. 
you guys, you know, you needed some buzz. And I get it. But you guys needed buzz to get, you know, get some attention on you guys. Because he was like, you know, Gallows and Anderson, you guys going to go have a reunion with the only people kicked out of the Bullet Club. Like, legitimately kicked out. He's like, you're going to reunite with those people. He's like, Kenny, like, yo, you the champion. Why are you bringing up our stuff? Because he ain't got it no more. That's the thing. He was wrestling the Impact style, and he was pretty good. It's just... Tom Tonga says something in the Elite Era thing that I think that holds water with AEW. Because they asked him, do you think New Japan and AEW should do it? And he was like, to work together. And he was like, absolutely. He's like, but we shouldn't do this where we're going to be propping up AEW. So he's like, the main thing I want to know is, can they make stars? Because New Japan can, Bullet Club can, can the Elite do it? And to be honest, in AEW's first year, not really. Like, you had MJF, sort of with the elite. Orange Cassidy, that was thanks to Chris Jericho. Darby Allen, that was a multitude of people. He was wrestling Cody. He was wrestling Jericho. He was wrestling Moxley. Mm-hmm. He, he got all the top talent over there to look at him so i mean yeah but it was just basically like yeah they just they're just desperate they needed some buzz because gals and anderson he was like y'all haven't been popping since y'all left new japan that's facts because they was like wwe and it was just a normal tag team and then they had to get with uh aj styles and just make the club yeah it was like you you guys went over there thinking you guys was going to get love like AJ. You ain't AJ. You thought you was Kobe. They don't love you like that. You ain't Kobe. You don't get no fair word to it like that. No. Thought they was going to come over. Like, everybody knew who AJ Styles was. Everybody knew who AJ Styles was before he ever stepped foot in New Japan, before he was ever a Bullet Club dude. Mm-hmm. Him being Bullet Club was just like... Nothing to do. Yeah. It was like Snoop going to No Limit. Right. But, um, nah. It was it was an interesting podcast. For those who didn't listen, it's worth a listen because he also talks about some shit with Michael Elgin. But, um, yeah. But he also brought up something that was interesting to the way he looked at New Japan. And this is something I think AEW is trying to recreate and they're not very successful with it yet which is he's like if you look at new japan it's a bunch of teams he's like he's like before bullet club before uh bullet club it was just new japan then bullet club came and everybody else was like okay i gotta get my crew and that's where you see chaos that's where you see lij that's where you see uh you know suzuki going so he's like you know now you think of new japan as these crews so really, New Japan is a team sport. Right. Not even so much a, a thing of individuals. Because now you got Bullet Club versus Chaos. You got Chaos versus LIJ. Bullet Club versus Suzuki Goon. He's like, all of that started with Bullet Club. The Elite could have done that if they just would have stayed the Elite. But 
they just went and branched out and started doing their own thing in ways they shouldn't have. Right. But. Uh, my thought process, I still got to listen to the interview. Uh, I pulled it up on screen for a second. My main thing is they took some, I, I wish they would have patented. That's, that's the first mistake New Japan messed up on. They shouldn't try to patent the name because apparently to be in Bullet Club or to have a Bullet Club, all you need is a goddamn uh, wrestling tee to be made. I mean, Marty, I saw so many of them dusty-ass Marty's uh, squirrel shirts everywhere. The Buxy You've got a shirt. It just seems the Hangman had a shirt. Cody, God damn, when he had a shirt, it just seems to be if you want to be in a Bullet Club, just get a custom shirt made. Steal this from the outsiders, and you got your little bullet club. Uh, yeah. Other than that, he he's absolutely right. It's nothing really else for me to elaborate on. It just make your own shit because the elite. It it was straight, you know what I mean? Like more so because, but those people were established. You got LAX. Uh, established. I I don't even want to use him as established, but you know. Uh. Not not Chris Jericho goofy ass, but what's the name? Uh, Jack Swagger. So oh yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Established, my motherfucker never been established in anything. Uh, then you got that goofy ass Sammy Guevara. So I guess that that helped but, him. But that's the kid they should be trying to big up, and he don't really get no push. MJF gets pushed because MJF, like MJF, was handpicked by Cody. To go be the future of uh, AEW. I, I really don't like that kid's face. I said it before. I don't like his face. Which I had a hot take today because uh, I think it was a shout out to those wrestling girls. Mm-hmm. They was just like, "What's your wrestling hot take?" And I, hot take was MJF's character works better in New Japan than AEW. Absolutely. Like it just makes more sense over there. Yeah, because he's still stuck in the eighties. I mean, you know, for the most part, the. The characters they got over there are more so like 80s, 90s cartoonish, but that's why it works. It's more anime-esque. So it would be great over there, especially the stuff he says. Uh, you know, the whole uh, girl, if you want to come over here type thing, like, all right, bro. It, it, you can't say that shit no more. This ain't 1975. All right, all right, man. But for the most part, it's just with them, yeah, it's like using something that's been done 10 years ago to bring it over here to make the ins- I guess you just want to make the, the remind the incels of, you know, Bullet Club. They know about Bullet Club. They, they all got nasty ass 4X t shirts that they probably haven't watched since 2012. So, I mean, keep using it, I guess. I mean, I wish New Japan would patent it so they wouldn't have this issue, but, you know, Sam Tonga is right. But they don't need to be, they don't need Bullet Club. The thing is with the talk, the, the, the Tam Tonga and them, they don't need the Gorillas of Destiny. I'm sorry, they don't they don't need Bullet Club. You know what I mean? It's just when I think of Gorillas of Destiny, I just think of them. Well, they that was came from Bullet Club. I just think of Gorillas of Destiny. Well, that's what even Tama was saying. It was like, we don't need to send a cease and desist. You don't see us doing anything with the elite or messing with them. He's like, Abushi is the champion, and we haven't talked about Omega or the Bucks at all because we're not desperate. Right. They don't need Bullet Club. Like. Let's say if they got rid of Bullet Club, so Evil's not there, whoever else is not there. 
it, yeah. it, it still moves on its own. That's the thing about New Japan. It's like they don't live based off gimmicks. Right? Yeah. Of course, you know these gimmicks, you know these characters like Ibushi and Okada, etc. But they don't live on the basis of that. We we know with New Japan, you're just going to get wrestling. That's what you're going to get. You're going to get a promo at the end of the show. Yeah. <laughs> they got a post conference. But other than that, they don't live on the basis of gimmicks. So I guess they just said, like, have, have a blast. But they definitely not worry about the merch money if they just letting them do that. Nah, because, I mean, it's not like they made new stuff. They came out with old stuff. So it's just one of those things where it's like, I mean, they're doing the too sweet thing. And Tom Tong is like, you guys doing old stuff. You guys ain't got nothing new. But that's the thing, like, most white factions in WWE and wrestling as a whole had just been a remix of everything. Like, remember NWO and WCW? That was done in Japan before. Yeah. So it's kind of like they just take everything and just try to make it new to the states without giving you know credit yeah to the thing but that's how it usually works the thing that's egregious is they're they're supposed to be appealing to the wrestling nerds and this is why i say like wrestling nerds don't ever talk to me about nothing because they're sitting here wrestling nerds will the wrestling nerds that they particularly go towards um are very sometimes can be snobby towards wwe for doing like old things over again and when those things are done in another program like even be it impact be it um aw it's looked at as like oh an homage it's looked at as oh you know tongue in cheek when wwe has proven they don't mind aew they like aew the main reason they like aew is because aew is doing their work for them exactly that's the thing. You let something kill itself on the inside and watch it explode on the outside. Yeah, but they also watch it because they like they watch AEW Dark and they just pick people from AEW Dark who don't have contracts and like, okay, I like them. Let's go get them. Exactly. That's why I think the uh, Devon Sons might get a call up because Devon still work for WWE. So right Possibly. now, they, yeah, they working for AEW. But you know they're not on contract, and then the same thing goes for uh, fuck. I just had the name. I just messed up. Uh, but I was thinking about somebody. But basically, they just probably waiting to see what's about to happen to them. You and yeah. AEW Dark, you just AEW Dark is uh WCW Thunder, basically. Well, it's, it's a more prestigious Thunder than I won't say that. It's, no, it's not derogatory at all. It's just like no, no. I mean, it just it's, it's the, the early day. Out. It's the early days of Thunder. I know what yeah, you it's the way to get your shine. Like AEW Dark, uh, I've enjoyed that sometimes more than the main show. Yeah. Um, I guess we can just do uh I mean new beginnings is it's not really much to talk about. Uh we can save it for the one that's gonna happen uh in February. Cause this one is kind of like it's not rolled to new beginnings, but the one we really want is in Hiroshima. Well, that's the one February 10th and 11th. When you're gonna get stuff like Sonata versus Ibushi, and you know these other things, but um, you're gonna get GLD versus the Dangerous Techers and Takahashi versus Show and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, uh, let's do the Royal Rumble, man. 
Let's get, let's get these two hmm? You got the card in front of you? Yeah, it's only five matches so far. Okay. So we got Asuka and Charlotte versus Shayna and Nia for the tag team championships. And I don't know here. I would assume that um, Nia and Shayna win, but what you call it, Charlotte might want to be the longest reigning tag team champion. I can see that. I mean, is she in a Rumble match? Yeah, she in a Rumble match. Okay. So this is going to happen. Uh, I'm going with Charlotte and Asuka. Yeah. Okay. Uh, next match is going to be the funniest match of the night. It's Drew McIntyre versus Goldberg. Because it would be funny if Goldberg just goes for the spear and Drew McIntyre just Claymore kicks him and that's the match. But you got that smile on your face. Because <laughs> you know I'm about to say something. Yeah, you're about to pick Goldberg. Yeah. It could be. You could be right. Um, uh, this ain't this movie. I feel like before, bro. Maybe well, tripping. I don't think they're going to do it. I, I personally don't think they're going to do it. I think they're going to keep it on McIntyre because I think the Royal Rumble winner is more likely to face him than Roman. Yeah. Um, well, not necessarily. But yeah, you got Goldberg, I'll take McIntyre. Uh, you got Roman versus Kevin Owens once again, last man standing match. Um, you ready for this this what third classic they're about to put on? Another classic. I'm telling you, man, no one Roman has doesn't have better chemistry with anyone. Like him and Kevin Owens probably had the best chemistry of any of Roman's opponents. This might be his best rivalry thus far. And then second yeah. is uh with uh Lesnar. Yeah, and the reason is because the thing that someone made a good point is this is reminding people that yo, Kevin Owens is great. Like he can talk, he can work. You know, he sells like this, this and that. But um, matches when he was in ROH as Kevin Steen as well. Yeah. So we know what the dude can do. He's been the best everywhere he's gone. Um, but what's I going to say? Yes, yeah, there's no way Roman Reigns is losing here. This is this is Roman Reigns. And we're going to keep that moving. Gotcha. Uh, then we got the women's Royal Rumble match. Who you got? You gonna Charlotte. pick again? We got Charlotte. Oh, uh, brother. Um, yeah, it is our work in life. Yeah, it's not to disappoint myself. I'm not of that elk of you know. I don't like disappointment, man. I'm disappointed all the damn time, right? Uh, it's just they they too slick. WWE yeah. too slick. Well, you think this should go this way? It never does. That Chronicles that I got to finish tonight came on of that perfection. 
No, yeah. you know, all respect to Monte, that perfection. And shout yeah. out to that story anyway. All, all that bullshit I'm doing aside, her story is great. I need to finish it. I didn't know well, she went through any of that. Uh, but nah, she. I think she'll be champion this year, but they've they've done such a good job with her that I mean the Royal Rumble would be nice, but I can't see her like I if she's gonna be in the Royal Rumble, then one she has to be one of the main events on one of the two nights. Like it's her versus Sasha in one of those nights. I'm sorry I cut you off. No. As soon as you said that main event. Oh, yeah. You got very nasty. Chill. That's what I said. No, you didn't cut me off, brother. I was like, as soon as you said that main event, boy, I'm uninstalling the app if that main event happens. Um, yeah, you got to relax. You got to keep all lotion away from you. Um, Installing the app. Y'all ain't going to hear from me. I'm dead serious. I, I know. I know. It's going to be like, happy, happy birthday, claps. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just it's just me trying to say me from y'all. You know what I mean? Like, I'm yeah, just, I know I'm gonna say something. You're gonna be, else. you're gonna be <laughs> that one video where it's like the phone and the dude is hollering. Ah! <laughs> no, no, I'm about to be like Joker in the Arkham Asylum. I'm about to be laughing. <laughs> um, nah. So the winner at first, I was thinking, you know, this is time. They could do Bailey and run back Bailey versus Sasha. I was like, I don't know if that's the I don't know if that's the move right now. You can let that cool for a while. You can do that. You can revisit that in a year or two. Yeah, thank you. I was like, you know, then my, maybe my fault. I was like, you know actually, was going to pick who? Carmella. That's who I said. That's who I was thinking of too. But I was like, you know what? Nah, she don't need it right now. Her she came back. Her character is very good. Her character is very strong. She's she's solid, even if she loses this. She got better in ring as well. Yeah. Then it started to get tricky because I was like, okay, who else does WWE want to push this year? And the name Peyton Royce has come up a lot. They haven't done much with Peyton Royce so far, but I, so I don't think she's gonna win the um the title or win the Royal Rumble. She'll win. She might win the title this year. She might win the money in the bank. Well, I will go to sleep. I don't want to see her have a match with nobody. But uh, I know I'm drawing this out. Then we got, to, I thought about Charlotte, but my thought with Charlotte was if she want to be in the main event at WrestleMania, she ain't got to win the Royal Rumble. She's Charlotte. That's true. But, it, you know, they like to, and I'm not saying this, but she's probably the greatest women's worker ever, or at least top three. I think they just do that so it's like another notch in her belt. And then the yeah. program plays out that, you know, her and Oscar go into WrestleMania and have a match. But then Oscar is the heel and Oscar goes over this time because every time they went against each other, you know, uh, she does the job for Charlotte. See, that's the thing. If it's going to be Charlotte winning the Royal Rumble, I think she goes for Sasha. Because they've never had their WrestleMania match. Like their truly great WrestleMania match. Um, if they do that, then it's got to be something where okay, it's the two bells thing, but does it then lead to one woman's title? No, no. I think if she wins the the rumble, she switches over to SmackDown and goes after Sasha. Which leads me to who I think is going to win the Royal Rumble. 
Oh, by the way, I also considered Rhea Ripley, but uh, I don't think that's going to happen. No. When she get called up, she's going to get called up, and then she's going to have a title shot ASAP. I'm picking Alexa Bliss. And the reason I'm uh, picking you not the only one, bro. Either way, I'm about to be. You gonna you gonna see a lot of that laugh emojis from me, so it don't matter. Yeah, like I'm picking Alexa Bliss because I, the way they just let her just beat the shit out of Asuka didn't sit right with me, and like I remember they have plans for her and the Fiend to be like faces, which I was like, I don't get how murderous psychopaths are faces. I can't wait. Yeah. Because this ties into who I think is going to win the the men's Royal Rumble, we which right I, here. yep, we yep, because yep. who do you got for the men's Royal Rumble winning? Uh, I got Pookie in Act Three from New Jack City. Uh, the Fiend is back. Yes, Ice T's revenge. Um, <laughs> the, the new Fiend, Fiend again. It keeps yeah. calling me is back. Yeah, G Money about to do it. Um, yeah. Nah, I got the fiend too. The only other person I can see doing it is Daniel Bryan. I thought about him. I said uh if Brock Lesnar is coming back, which I doubt it was gonna be Brock Lesnar, it's definitely about to be new fiend. Bro, he's been yeah. off TV for a month. They ain't said nothing about him. They've been teasing his new gimmick. He gonna come back and just start eliminating everybody. So we about yeah. to see it. We about uh, to see we about to see the new fiend versus Goldberg at WrestleMania. Y'all enjoy that in Tampa. Yeah. Um, no, nah, I think it's going to be McIntyre. I think it's going to be McIntyre, and I think you crown The Fiend and Alexa Bliss, like, you know. Bro, the, 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 hard, I'm about to be laughing if that happens. That yeah. motherfucker about to no-sell Claymore kick, bro. Yep. He going to hundred times. I'm about to be in tears, bro. <laughs> it's going to be like, it's going to sound like Ha Ha Davis. Big fella, stop kicking me. I'm not going down. Like, you falling more than me, big fella. Like, if he knows so the curve stomp, and that's got to be a way worse move in real life than a Claymore kick, bro, this is about to be hilarious. He knows so the KO. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and Randy looked pissed. He Like, shoot, he looked mad. He had you. He said, bro, for real? Really? Like, you couldn't hold down for a couple seconds? That's what's so annoying about it. Like he'll take he'll take the go home move, but then he'll just get right. Like, bro, you ain't gonna even two seconds. Yeah, and then someone just hits you with like it's like like a uh, like a Streets of Rage boss. Like you hit him with one of your specials, it ain't do nothing. You hit him with like you. Yeah, you you do like seven of them. Okay, he go down then. And still got life left, but you got half your life left. Yeah. That's what I hate about Street Charades. But anyway. But um nah man, I I I seriously consider Daniel Bryan. But yeah, I there's no way it's not Bray Wyatt. I would be fairly shocked. The only dark horses is like Big E. Um I guess Rollins could come back and win it. Hmm. But I don't see that happening. I think he's gonna stay home with his kid for a little bit smart ain't shit going on um plus he can come back and win money in the bank even though i got lashley winning money in the bank 
Um, it ain't really, you know what I mean? Yeah. Right now for everybody, it's like, bro, if you go home, you ain't missing much. No, like AJ could win it, but I think AJ could win next year. I think they're going to let AJ win a Royal Rumble before he's done. Yeah, because I think he got a year left on his contract anyway. Yeah. So I didn't know. I forgot he was at, bro. I forgot he like 42, 43 years old. I'm like, damn, time go by fast. Yeah. And I mean, he's still moving at an elite level. But uh, we'll see. And so, yeah, that's that's pretty much it. It's Bray Wyatt and Alexa Bliss. Like, bro, when I tell you I'm about to be laughing if that happens, either way, I'm about to be laughing. But if that happens, bro, I'm about to be I, I can't wait to WrestleMania if that happens, bro. This is about to be the funniest WrestleMania ever. Yes. When yes. I tell you, fuck what y'all talking about. This ain't fair and all this. This is entertainment. This is the shit. I, I love watching chaos yes. like this. This shit makes me laugh, bro. Like, yes. he, like, like uh, the other thing, I was like, what's the point of letting Alexa Bliss bury Asuka this way if you're not going to let her win the Rumble? Like, who going to win? Mandy Rose? Sonya Deville, I'd love to see Sonya win, but it ain't happening. I'll be laughing too, but no, nah, if it's if it's Carmella, all right, I'm gonna be like, all right, I I kind of predicted yeah. that. I can't be mad at it. Like I'd love to see Naomi win. Naomi ain't winning. Bianca ain't winning. If Bianca win, I'll be surprised. I'll be surprised if Bianca win, win because if that's the case, they they about to put a jetpack on her. That that's the only. At this point, that's all you can do. So yeah, my thing yeah. is with her, it's like, do me and you are saying everybody kind of being synonymous with the pick. Like if we had, if we were booking, if I was booking, Bianca Belair would have been multiple time NXT Women's title champion. If yeah. I was booking, she be she had the title right now. Fuck a Royal Rumble. Yeah. Or if she didn't, she about to win a Royal Rumble. That's what I would do. We don't ain't gonna do the same thing as him because they think illogical. So they're gonna go ahead and do this Alexa Bliss thing. Yeah. She's gonna get her 20th concussion. Try to have her no sell that. Yeah. Like that was the thing I was just thinking about. I was like, who else needs it? Like, plus they like you gotta think, who's the most accomplished women's worker of this the women's evolution era? Is Charlotte? Is Sasha? Then it's Alexa. On the main roster is Charlotte, Sasha, Alexa. Alexa got more accomplishments than Becky. She got more accomplishments, not over her career, but just on the main roster than Asuka. Asuka is about to catch her, though. I think Asuka's what? A two-time SmackDown champion, a one-time Raw Women's champion? I think Alexa Bliss, other than Charlotte, Becky, and Sasha, because I don't think Bailey has won the Raw Women's title. I don't think, no, I don't think so either. So other than that, like Sasha, Becky, Charlotte, and Alexa are the, and Oscar are the only uh, women's champions on both sides. Yep. So, yeah, I just can't see it, like. Unless you're going to do a surprise and, like, let it be, like, you know, Trish Stratus and let her have Trish versus Sasha. It ain't happening, bro. Bro, uh, once again, we would love to see Bianca go over. 
And if it does happen, I'm about to be hyped. We all gonna be yeah. hyped. Because is it happen? No. Every time we the only time I think I've been right about a wrestling a Royal Rumble prediction is when Shinsuke won. That one Yeah, because that was a no brainer. But then the match was mid. So it was like at WrestleMania, so it was like, all right, bro, he was better off not winning the motherfucker. Yeah. But um nah I, for the most part, I think that's how it's gonna go. I'm not necessarily mad at it. I'm fine with it. I think it's gonna be a good event because WWE has been doing the thing that they normally do, which is they just give you like so so TV and then give you a great pay per view event to justify you coming back. So I think I think is one of the greatest drug dealers of all time. Yeah. Because my homeboy said Edge is gonna win. I was like, Edge don't need to win. Bro, I thought Edge can't feel his right shoulder. He's been gone since like May, July, somewhere yeah, right there. I think they said by the time he'll be back, the Royal Rumble should be popping. Yeah, keep your ass at home, bro. No, you don't need the Royal Rumble. Thank you. I don't want to see him. Well, I do want to see him versus Drew, but come on, bro. That ain't going to draw yeah. no numbers. No. like You know what's going to draw numbers? Fuck it. I was bullshit. Go ahead. I don't care if it's Bray versus Goldberg on be left. If it's Bray versus Drew, I'm about to be laughing. Either way, go ahead, go ahead and give him the Royal Rumble with Lesnar coming back, which is more than likely the case. Yeah. I mean, even if Lesnar come back, I don't know if he wins the Rumble. Oh, no, no, no. If he in it, he going to win. Over the new Fiend, he's still going to win over him. I don't know. Bro, I just thought about something. The only thing that's going to annoy me, this goddamn inch is about to be 10 minutes. They might just show up in the ring. He might just be number he might just be number 30 and just pop in. Oh, bro, I'm about to be done. I'm about to be laughing if they do it like that. He you about to pop in. in. You know how Cody be just showing up in AEW, the lights go out, and he just in the ring with that Tekken suit? Yeah, like, all right. You ain't stink. What you call it? What you call it? Uh, What's the name? Bray Wyatt just going to show up looking like a Kuma. Yeah, because the whole burnt thing, he's going to show up and eliminate everybody. There's going to be 10 other people in the ring. He's going to get rid of everybody. Yeah, you're going to be in there looking like Candyman. Bro, if that happens, I'm about to be done. Either way, I'm about to be laughing. I just want people to, that's listening to understand that people just in general. Sunday, I'm about to be rolling. If that happens. Oh, no, these these jokes about to fly. Oh, no, I can't. The next show, bro, I'm going to be rolling. Because what, what, else, what else is there other than just – like, look, if you want the most logical choice, yes, it's Daniel Bryan to have Daniel Bryan versus the Tribal Chief. You have or, the yes. We didn't think about this. Uh, Jay Uso. Nah. I don't think I don't. He's He's been good as a solo guy, but I don't think he's at that point where he's a Royal Rumble winner. No, my fault. Jim. Jimmy. If it's Same. straight. Same. I don't think that's that's how you you do that with the tribal chief. I think you bring him out for the royal the WrestleMania event and show that he's with Roman. Because yeah, like I think it's Bray Wyatt. And yeah, we think about booking when it comes to that, but that's something we can think about later on. Yeah. Anyways, that's the episode, ladies and gentlemen. We out of here.